0: The first reading for the Festival of the Reformation is from the Revelation to St. John, chapter 14. Then I saw another angel flying directly overhead, with an eternal gospel to proclaim to those who dwell on earth, to every nation and tribe and language and people. And he said with a loud voice, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of waters. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Romans chapter 3. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law no human being will be justified in his sight but by the law of faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from works of the law. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are offspring of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace. Mercy and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So what was the Reformation really about? What was the point? What was Luther trying to get across to the church, trying to help them to understand that they had to reform, they had to change? Really, it all comes down to basically one thing, and that is the Word, the Word of God that had somehow been lost along the way in the Catholic Church. But we can, in some ways, break that down even a little bit more, and we can talk about how it was about truth, it was about law and gospel, and it was about ensuring that the gospel was proclaimed because of course you see it's so easy to fall into the trap of not abiding in the word of not doing what jesus told his followers to do if we do abide in the word if we live in it if we breathe it then we will know the truth as jesus promised And if we know that truth, that truth will set us free. There are two parts to the truth, two parts really to Scripture as a whole. There is the truth that we are sinners, that we all have fallen short of the glory of God. That we all have been enslaved to sin, thanks to our sinful nature and the devil and the world. The truth that we need someone to come and set us free. But then, of course, there's also the second truth. The truth that the Son has done this for us. The truth that what he was doing on the cross was freeing us from our sins, was earning us the forgiveness in order that we could have that freedom from our sin. And really, when it comes down to it, that is what the entire Bible is talking about, what the entire Word is talking about. It's talking about the law, which shows us our sin, as Paul talks about. It's talking about the gospel. That God came down, became one of us to save us. In order that we could rise with him to live forever into eternity. And what we need to remember here on this Reformation Day that we're celebrating, that is 500 plus years away from the actual day that we're celebrating, is that this problem of not abiding in the Word was not a problem that only occurs back then. We still have this problem now. We still do not abide in the Word. We struggle to live in the truth as we should. Just think of how much time we spend on all of the other things in our lives, whether you want to talk about sports or video games or any entertainment, even just listening to music. And then think of how much time you spend in the Word of God. And I think we can all see clearly that we all still struggle to abide in the Word. And yet, even as we are struggling with that, we still think like the Jews did, who Jesus was talking about. We think and we imagine that, oh, we've never been enslaved to sin, and for many of us who were baptized in the church, we probably do in some ways feel that way. And make no mistake, it is a blessing. But don't let that blessing obscure the truth that we are still sinners. And if we allow it, we will fall into the trap of being enslaved to sin yet again. We all know this to be true. We all can look in our own lives and see those spots that we really don't want anybody else to know about. Which is why, then, we need to have the Word preached to us again and again and again. We need to be reminded of the truth that we can be enslaved to sin, that we do still have a sinful nature, that we do still mess up. Sometimes we even still do the wrong thing, even though we know it's the wrong thing. Because only by knowing that truth, the first truth of the word, the truth of the law, can we truly hear the truth of the gospel. We often still seek our own justification through works, through trying to do things to make up for our mistakes, trying to earn our way into heaven. But we don't need to do that. Someone has already earned our way into heaven. Our justification, our righteousness, our salvation, our forgiveness... It all comes to us, not through our own works, but through Christ's work that he accomplished on the cross and that we receive the benefits of through faith, through simple trust and believing in the God who died for us. That redemption by the shedding of his blood is what we need to seek, is what we ought to go after. Which means, therefore, that we don't need to boast in ourselves. We don't need to try and build ourselves up. What's the point? We recognize the truth that we're not really worth building up all that much. That we are just sinners just like all the rest of the people. But Christ, what he has done. Now that is worth boasting about. That is worth bragging about that is worth building up and telling people about and we are supposed to do that we are supposed to boast about our lord about what he has done for us all of us christians are called to be that angel that you heard about in revelation who are proclaiming the eternal gospel to those people who are in our lives And you don't have to go to China or Africa or Russia to do this. There are people in your own lives, people who maybe you spend the vast majority of your days with, your family, your friends, your co-workers. And those people, those people who you interact with in your vocations, they need to hear the truth of what Jesus did for them just as much as you do. They also need to hear the truth that they too are sinners, just like we are, in order that they may receive that truth. For this truth is what we are about. The truth that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And, Make no mistake, sometimes you have to admit that to people before they're going to have any chance of listening to you about what Jesus has done for them. And that is the truth that we speak. That is the truth that the Reformation was all about. The truth that we don't have to try and merit our own salvation. The truth that we don't have to try and earn forgiveness for ourselves. Yes, the truth that we need forgiveness, that we are sinners. But the truth that God took care of our sins for us. That that's why he came. That that's why he died. That that's what the church is supposed to be about. Abiding in that truth in all of the ways that he gives it to us, through word and through sacrament. And through this proclamation, this proclamation of the church, and remember, the church is you, not the building. The Lord can use your proclamation to bring people into the truth of the word, to bring the people that you care about, where they may stand with you on that last hour of judgment, when Jesus comes and looks at you and judges you, and he will find you innocent, because you have been washed clean in his blood, that those who you proclaim to may be standing there with you, side by side, that they too might be found innocent that they too might be found as having abided in the truth and therefore trusting in the truth, that they too may join us in the eternal gathering of the saints, that they too may live eternally with their Lord and Savior, who loved them so much that they would die for them, and who is sending you to them. Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.